Welcome to episode 181 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hanamio. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's do it longer though. Ready? Hi. Very good. Ooh, that was like the best one ever. Wow. What's up? I'm so I got to do breathing exercises things. before I do that. Oh, come on. You got it. You got it. Um, so many things to talk about. Yes. Um, first of all, I chopped my hair off. It's so cute. I love a good shag hairdo and I keep seeing them. I don't know. Instagram, these sons of bitches at Instagram. You Zuckerberg. Is that his last name? Zuckerberg. You got me, bitch. <laughs> And I saw this amazing shaggy hairdo and I'm like, I'm going to do this for summer. And I cut my hair because I wear, I've worn it the same way forever because I like it. It looks good. It's easy. I'm a working gal. All right. I don't have time for this. (laughs) And, um, cut my hair and I really loved it. Like I was able, I mean, listen, I burned, I had blisters on my fingers and my My thumb from like curling it. Like you have to curl each piece and like spray it and like do this whole thing. And then you go like this and you shag it. Like you make it great, look crazy. And you put like, can't you just, yes. Well, that's my plan. Like, listen, when my hair's like, I take a shower and it like air dries, my hair is very wavy. So I just wanted to put a little thing in it and like move on. And that's not really what the gig is. Maybe I'll, I'll try it, but not on a day when I have to be on camera. <laughs> like I can't try it on Saturday. So I figured it out finally after a couple of days how to do it. But because we live in what is the next level of hell as far as heat goes. Swamp and humidity, land. Swamp and it's summertime uh. and 90 degrees with like the humidity hitting you. Uh, my hair goes wah, wah. And yeah. so I'm still figuring it out. But, you know, I like it. It's weird to have short hair, but what are you going to do? Yeah, but it doesn't look do? short. Yeah, it looks, it doesn't? No. No, it's short for me. My yeah, hair is usually super it, long. Yeah, but it doesn't look, you know, I think anything that's past the shoulders, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's not a shocking short. The way you just said shoulders was very Pennsylvania. It was? Yeah, sh- shoulders. Oh. They, they lose that L somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh hey, anyway, uh, it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> All these years yeah. trying to hide it, but it's coming damn back. It. God damn it. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to start with something I thought was so fucking funny. So I don't know what's going on, but I love it. But we, these trolls on Instagram. Oh, God. Girl, I laugh so fucking hard. They and like us so much. They do. But also, but also, when you post these videos, you put very <laughs> interesting hashtags. And the one I think grabbed these guys was white privilege. <laughs> because there's nothing that a white man hates more than being told he's got it better than other people. Oh, my God. In some way, right? These he hates poor, it. poor, poor men. So I started screaming about white man confidence, which is a real thing. It's a real fucking thing. It is. Uh, so. I've seen like so many different posts about that too. Yeah. Like that, you know, if, if the most confident woman could just have like yeah. a sliver of like what a confident man has, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's. Yeah. Even if she did, she'd be called all kinds of names. Yes. Like bitch. Oh no, no. She'd be run out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the comments were great. One of them said, it's just confidence. <laughs> One of them said, <laughs> um, uh, what the fuck? The other one said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> one of them said, this is this is a good one. Tell me you're a single cat lady without telling <laughs> me you're a single cat lady. To which I say, do you know how hard I had to work to get to a single cat lady status? Listen. Like that's, 
That's a high level of life for me. That's a compliment. I Yeah, I was like, you're fucking right. I'm a single cat lady. <laughs> I went through hell to get there, bitch. You have no idea. And also my favorite ever <laughs> said, the fuck this guy do to you? <laughs> and to which I say, sit down, sir. And let me tell you all the things yes. that men have done to me. Why doesn't he even <laughs> listen to that episode of the podcast so that he can see yeah. It yeah. in action. Yeah. Although, how great was it that he lost the? Oh the, the, my that god! That Joe Morrissey lost the primary. Yes, Tina covered Joe Morrissey. We were screaming. We were yelling at you, Virginia. Get your shit together. And you did. And you did the what? day before on June twentieth, the day before that podcast episode came out. He lost his primary to a progressive candidate. Thank God. Amazing, amazing. I sent it to Tina. I'm like, holy shit! And it was an upset. Like people were like, holy fuck! Yeah. They couldn't believe it. But how they're could tired. you not? They're tired of it. Yeah, because right now that divorce, I think, is dragging him too. Like he's got enough baggage already. But then with that on top of it, yeah. it just doesn't look good. I'm Fuck so him. happy that she is leaving him. Yeah, me too. And letting people know, like, here's the real story. Yeah. And if anyone wants to give her shit about why she didn't say stuff before, she was 17 years old. Yeah. Come on. In a relationship with someone who had power over her. Yeah. What is she supposed to say? Yeah. So. He's a piece of shit. Ugh. So, bye. Bye. <laughs> um, we keep now, you know, we this week we uh, we didn't celebrate, but we had acknowledged that it's been a year since Roe v. Wade yeah. has been overturned by the, the United States Supreme Court. And what is coming along now, which we've learned since and are continuing to learn, is how fucking corrupt this court is. Oh, it my is God. It is insane. And now Scalia. Yes. The stuff coming about out about Justice Scalia is un believable it's unbelievable i the thing though that is most shocking is that there is no ethics rules right for scotus right that to me blows my mind and i've seen so many different posts about this but like the fact that like i saw some post that was like my friend is like some kind of like local government something or other that doesn't even want to take flowers because they're so afraid of like that it could be construed as it's a gift. gift right and these guys are taking millions and millions of dollars it's such bullshit yeah completely it's bullshit financially benefiting from these things I, I i'm sorry but where are you congress what are you doing what are you doing they're corrupt and they're t making laws that are affecting millions and millions of people and and to what end the other thing that's so fucking weird to me is everybody they are associated with have, bad. have cases in front of the court. Yeah. They're always lawyers with cases in front yeah. of the court. I, I mean, don't you, can't you make friends with anybody who's not, doesn't have a case in front of the fucking and Supreme Court? And wouldn't you be a little suspicious that yeah. suddenly this rich ass person who has a case in front of the court wants to give you, you know, rides on yachts and trips to wherever the hell? Yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? Like they know what they're doing. Yeah. To act like you're stupid and yeah. don't know that, uh, it's a problem to take any kind of monetary anything or trip or whatever. Like you're stupid. Also, like maybe judges, they're just like us and they're like completely taken in by money and like flashing like, oh, I'm gonna take you on a boat. I'm gonna take you on a trip. Maybe they're just like, but you're this taking is really nice. Oath. I understand, but I think that they, and also they've gotten away with it for yeah. so long. Just like what we, with Joe Morrissey, when I was listening to that episode last week and we were talking and this guy was at the court or the jail and he's screaming at deputies. And yeah. I said, this is what happens when you allow someone to get away with shit for so long. Yeah. They think they're invincible. Same thing with the Supreme Court. You have to hold these motherfuckers accountable. 
That's what, that's literally your job. You're the one branch of government that's supposed to check them. Right. That's and it. the top, I mean, the top, top, yes. top of the top. This is, it's unacceptable. And also that trickles down. So if these guys think they can do it, a federal judge think, thinks they can do it, a county judge thinks they can do it. There, this is, there's a reason these laws um, exist. It's because humans are uh, susceptible to bribes. Oh, they're please. susceptible to take things that they're not supposed to, and they're supposed to be above that. Where we These people <laughs> clearly are not. No, and how hard is it to put in some ethics rules? Yeah. That should be something both sides of the aisle should agree on. This isn't hard. And it isn't hard like to say, hey guys, let's have some ethics rules and be done with it. Like, like why, what could be a negative about that? Like, uh-oh, he won't be able to take a bribe anymore. Like, like you know, it doesn't you make know how sense. sometimes district attorneys will get, or a judge will get uh, caught doing something or they find out that they were taking money or whatever. And so all their cases now have to be looked yes. at. Of like, and Imagine get take, throw, you know, they get released from jail because they, the person who was right. trying them was corrupt. Oh God. Could that happen here? Could these cases is it should happen should that here. show any sort of bias because they had gifts from these people? Shouldn't those cases uh, be looked at? If I was the person who lost on those cases, yeah. I would certainly be well, up in arms about it. But where are you going to go to SCOTUS? Right. <laughs> it's fucked up. It is. And it's disappointing. And, and the thing that is like so that makes me sick about all of it, too, is that the Senate and that stupid turkey neck blocked for what over a year any choice that Obama wanted to have to put on that goddamn court and then railroaded like three people in under Trump mm. and they're screwing our country over for their own monetary interests. And like, if you can't see it, there's, I, I, there's nothing else. What else can you say to somebody? The, it's, it's lunacy. It's, really, it's, it's lunacy. The same thing with like these stupid billionaires like everyone's like freaking out about the billionaires, oh, the submarine, the submarine guys, right? <laughs> like it's like because they're rich people, yeah. and yes, it's a unique situation. We don't see it every day, but the fact is, there was, you know, a boat full of immigrants that nobody gives a shit about. Everyone is so concerned about people with money, and it's so gross. It is gross, and also, you know, I was talking about this yesterday. The fact that, like, if you look at that submarine, the fact that they got in it. Is such a rich person thing too. I they know. think they're invincible. They, if you take any poor or middle class person and say, "Hey, get in this boat. We're gonna cause something. We're gonna take you two two miles down or whatever," I'd be like, "I'm gonna fucking die in there. Yeah. Like, there's no fuck. I'm not risking my life for this really shit." Small. But rich people think, yeah, rich people think they can. They're gonna live like this. Nothing bad is gonna happen to them. They believe shenanigans. If I had met the guy. In that video that I saw from CBS, I think Sunday mornings, whatever, when they're discussing the, the CEO of the company, oh, talking about submarine, he showed that game controller. I would have said this, I'm smelling the bullshit from a mile yes. away. Well, but rich people don't have that sort of detection of bullshit. Well, and the fact that that guy was so uh, dismissive about regulations. Yeah. Just like, oh, if you have regulations, it's you're scared and like all of this like nutty shit. And then you're going to get into a submarine with them. Like, that's a bad choice, man. Oh, my God. When they when he held up that game controller, I thought, my God, everyone's going to die. Xbox. Every, and then the other, <laughs> the other thing that was fucked, too, is there was like seven more of these trips planned for throughout the rest of the summer. This is the first $250,000 a pop. It's so gross. It's really gross. It's like... Wow. And it's, and it's, and it's $250,000 for this, the short little ride. How long? Cause there was someone that did go on it before mm -hmm. and had talked about like when he went and blah, 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 250 grand. 
That's more than... That's what I think it is too. I'm going to do something that nobody else is doing. Yeah. Like when Richard Branson or whoever was oh, throwing sp- people up into space. space. Please. I mean, die already. All right. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Well, we could get them all to go to space and go to the bottom of the sea and maybe yeah. things will get better. And then one day we'll look and we'll be standing on a pier and looking out in the ocean. Like that's where we buried all the rich people. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking Hunger Games. Um, oh my God. How about the Moms for Liberty newsletter? Oh my God. That quotes fucking Hitler. Yeah. I get a, this is another thing. This is another group of people. I saw, I read a thread this morning on Twitter about Monster Liberty. They're, I got to tell you, insane. this is like, they're definitely a white, right wing extremist group who uh, upholds everything uh, that is what, you know, white supremacy is about. And they do it under the cover and blanket of, um, were just parental rights. You know right. what I mean? And it's so shameful. And it's such a gross way, which is always how it has been in history, right? We we want to denigrate an entire group of people in the name of, right? In the name of parental rights, in the right. name of protecting our children, in the name of uh, protecting our, our jobs, in the name of... It's, it's always it's, 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 to denigrate a poor minority in so order to... To, sa- to save... Something yeah, right? for some other and, godly reason that and is all, and it's always bullshit. It's right. never something that's a real. No one needs to ban books. It's like such a fake fucking problem. Well, and the fact that they put this on a newsletter and thought that they could just throw Hitler's name on there. I mean, and that people in that group are like, yes. And the quote is, "A he alone who owns the youth gains the future." So this is what it's about. When you talk about like, oh, they're coming after, you know, that's what they scream. They're coming after our kids. That quote shows you that they're coming after our children. Right. That they want control of the kids. They want to control what children learn because that whole group of kids are going to grow up and vote one day. So if they can manipulate how they learn about history and if they can indoctrinate them into hatred. Yep then they have this power on their side. That's what it's about. It says it right there in the quote. Yeah. And it's the hypocrisy that they're coming after people. And that kind of ties into this whole like DeSantis, the bill. Wait, before you go to that, let me just say this though too. The fact that they read the quote also saw that it was Adolf Hitler that said it Uh and it didn't occur to them. It didn't even occur to them that what they stand for is also what Hitler stood for, yeah. one of the most evil human beings on the face of the planet ever to exist. They don't put two and two together. It shows you how fucking idiotic they are. Well, and the fact I is- I mean, how do you no, not see that what you believe and what you're fighting for aligns with Hitler? Well, but they like him, so- You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's, they're not trying to fucking sh- hide who no, they are. No, and no, no. they're too no. dumb even to- see it they're too dumb but well they're too dumb to think that people aren't going to react to that newsletter and and they think they know what's best for everyone's children and the fact that like somebody you know said oh let's put this quote there and then someone had to put it in the layout and then someone had to edit it like how many eyes were on this thing before how many how how many what eyes white White women white women eyes right that's what it was white people because they don't see you can it's the same thing like advertising you can always tell when there wasn't a person of color in the room right right because it just you could it just reads white and and it it is it like in a in an in an inappropriate fucking way you know where people aren't included in the conversation or, or someone doesn't go um 
this is going to play the wrong way. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing here. Same thing. I, I just, it's, and we've said this before. You could tell that they don't read books. No. <laughs> I mean, they want to ban books they because they don't all. understand the power that it has. And if you don't understand the power that Adolf Hitler used those words and the way he expressed them and the way that he used tone, I mean, this is exactly what you're doing, harassing people. And what were you going to uh, say about DeSantis? So, um, well, the recent, um, the, 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 the transgender ban yes. didn't go through. Sorry, I'm just trying to pull the up. The federal judge over yes, ban it blocked over, it. Yeah, it blocked it because it was in direct contrast with DeSantis's own parental right bill that oh says God. that parents have the right to, uh, <laughs> that's the funniest part of it, that parents in his own bill say that they have the right for like the religious moral, you know, they have the right to make those judgments for their family and for their kids. And then he has this other bill that's like, we're not going to let you do this. And it's like, dude, you just signed a bill that said, yeah, parent, parents can do that very thing. So so that was like the best. It's yeah. like you dip shit. Right, which was what a lot of people you were screaming. You dip shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's an idiot. But also, <laughs> Ashley Moody, stop carrying the water for this guy. You look like a fucking dick. Oh my God. And you know, she's going to try to run for something else too. You're an asshole. You're nobody an asshole. Nobody likes you, you either. Like, nobody likes you, baby. <laughs> nobody likes you. The other uh, bill that was blocked or uh, by a federal judge was the the ban on drag shows or yes. the, whatever these, these rules of having at a drag show. Thank you, Hamburger Mary's. Yes. So this is why we need yes. people to challenge these laws. You know, we-, we Because this it is shows very, it's hurting their business. Yes, this is their business absolutely. and government can't do that absolutely and it's a very you know fascism will they will continue to push these fast the fascism on us but in, as long as we have people and organizations and companies that are willing to put it down and challenge it these things will be stopped and he can go all over the country all he wants talking like this the second he gets in a debate and he starts doing that every single person on the stage can go that's blocked that's blocked they're yeah. all gonna say it hopefully if, if unless they, the, and until the host does you know i mean hopefully that'll happen but he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And he's over, he had a fucking press conference. He went to San Francisco. And he's like, look at all the homeless, dirty, blah, blah. That's what it's like in Florida. How many people are going to be homeless in Florida soon, sir? Well, that's the, oh my God. That, that alone. I mean, and we know that there is um, a homeless crisis here. I mean. Everywhere, I'm everywhere. sure. But, you know, in places like California, Florida, in this, where it's warmer. Yeah. You know, I, that I think has a lot to do with it yes. too, because the weather is better and you know, there are things that it's, it's not as inclement as like sleep outside in the cold and, and whatnot. Um, instead of doing things to help the situation and help with having shelters or food banks or things like that, uh, nobody gives a shit about that. They don't want to invest in mental health. They don't want to invest in any social support systems. And then he wants to go crying about uh, how he's watching people sh uh, do meth on the corner or something in California. I, I gotta tell he's you. He's so full of shit. It, there's something. He is so full of shit. Yeah. And it's also like, I'm sure it was a dig at Gavin Newsom because Gavin Newsom, like, Gavin Newsom basically gives DeSantis a wedgie every single time he's, yeah. on, he's on TV, you know, like verbally. <laughs> and he's but, so desperate to try to take yeah. him down, but he can't. But it's just, it, I can't tell you as a Floridian how horrific it is to watch this man go all over the place and talk about how great Florida is and how wonderful. <laughs> Listen, Florida is filled with the most wonderful, beautiful, amazing people you're ever going to meet. Are there Florida men and women? Sure. I'm sure I've been one uh, Florida woman from time to time. <laughs> but there are great people here. There are great companies here. There are great uh, organizations here. We care 
about the country as much as everybody else does. There's just a louder voice that votes more than the people who should be voting. But to see him go all over the country talking about how great Florida is and how bad other places are, it's a fucking, it's laughable. It's fucking laughable. And we're 50th, it's like I think now, 50th in education. Now. And he's like, he's, it's a, he's in his own head. It's like, because I, I, the numbers don't match what he's saying, like what you're saying. Like the things don't make sense. He's just making shit up and he wants to denigrate Trump. You are Trump. This is what Trump did. Trump what all over the fucking place and talked about how great he was, how all the things he was going to do, how great he was during his administration. He was a, a disaster. It was a disaster. But his numbers are bad. And so- Except in Florida. In Florida, yeah, he DeSantis is polling, is polling better than- really bad across the country. Than, so than, I'm hoping that everyone else is smarter than the people who vote here. Oh, God. I don't know. Um, well, the other person that is just as cuckoo, but on the Democratic side, is that Robert- uh, Oh, my God. Robert yeah. uh, Kennedy Jr. Yeah. This is an anti-vaxxer Democrat nut job who's like buddies with like Joe Rogan and Trump. Like when, you know, uh, that is, that's your sign. Anybody that Joe Rogan uh, likes, anybody that is, you know, uh, lining up with like all the people that you see Trump with, that means he's bad. <laughs> I don't even know how he has a Democrat yeah. bias in his, his well, name. And you know who he's married to? I know who he's married to. It's very upsetting. I am it's so very upset upsetting. about it. He's mar married to Cheryl Hines, who plays Larry David's wife on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And uh, you know, I, I don't know the, why I didn't know that. Uh, kill her off the show. <laughs> kill her off the show. I can't. I can't take it. Larry, it's time for her yeah, to go. Yeah, they were married a couple of years ago. Uh, you know what? Um, I think I tweeted this and I thought it was so good. And I, I was hoping it would be shared across the world. But I tweeted something that was, we've gone so far around the world, like around uh, in time, that a Kennedy that's a Democrat is running for president and even Democrats are like, go fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Kennedy, you got the, the Kennedy coming back to, to life and you got this. Yeah. Nut job. It used to be like a, a name that meant something. Oh, and yeah. this guy in politics, I mean, you know, they were powerhouse family and now you've got <laughs> this fucking guy. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger who was married into the Shriver Kennedy family. Oh, I is more that revered now than Robert Kennedy. I watched Jr. that documentary. Did you like it? I, I haven't seen it. I liked it. You know, we talked, we, I covered Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, well, the so whole good. time I'm like, yeah. Um, you know, the whole time I'm like, Ugh, you bastard. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, it was very interesting to, to hear He's his incredible human being. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that he, you know, and I, I can't remember cause it's been so long since we did it on the show, but the fact that he really did try, he, he put, Democrats on his staff, like yeah, deliberately yeah. to like try to right. build these bridges. And it's California. So like, okay, you kind of maybe have yeah. to do that. But yeah. like, like I there's things about him that, eh. yeah. Also like I admire his, the story, the coming up story, you know, he worked someone who hard, had, man. yeah. Someone he who worked. just did everything he could to get out of and to be something. I mean, that's, I think that's incredible. Yeah, we watched that, and it. then we watched uh, Kindergarten Cop oh, with the kids. Such, I got told my kids we got to watch it. I saw it on there. I'm like, this movie's so fucking funny. I have not funny. seen it. Oh, probably since it's Bags not a tumor. <laughs> but there's so many other things happening in that movie. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> the kids I don't remember. <laughs> and because I, I watched it as like a younger person, that I was like, oh, like what, like yeah. you know, like things that kind of go over your head. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. A couple other things. Uh, we had Lauren Book on. Senator Lauren Book yes. was on last Friday. I hope you listened to it. I listened to it. It's so good. I she's love her. So love good. her. Love her. Um, you know, I'm upset that she's going to, this is her last term, she's but you better know be what? doing she's something gonna, else. Yeah, she's got she, to. She's the person we needed there at this time to, to help us get through, uh, 
all of the things that are happening there. And I know Senate, uh, I know that uh, Senator Jason Pizzo is also next in line. So we're in good hands. Um, So please go listen to it. Let us know what you think. Uh, Send Lauren some love. She's really up there fighting and they need all the love and support from us that they can get. Yes. Um, I wanted to mention this. I don't know. Were you a fan of Sex in the City when it was on? Oh, original? Yeah. Oh my God, Did you watch the first movie? I watched the first movie. Was that the wedding one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. And then after that, it all went to shit. Okay, good. Thanks. Okay. That's how that's how I feel. <laughs> I went to the first movie. I was like, yeah. Although I'm more of an Aiden fan than a big fan. I am a more of an Aiden yeah. fan too. So when I saw that he's like sneak peek coming back in the second season of this. The, oh, and, Aiden? Yeah. And, and and just like that is their new spinoff of the show. Um, so Aiden's supposed to be coming back. And I was like excited about it because the second movie was terrible. I went with my friend Lauren. I don't even remember I think the Alexis. And then we went to go see the second movie. It was fucking horrible horrible what was I the thinking, premise this is of that terrible. one they went to abu dhabi oh i think i may have like, seen it behind the scenes of like having to wear their burqas these women oh, like were all into fashion no, it was fucking no, weird and aiden no, was there because no. her marriage with big was kind of slumping and she saw aiden there like it, she just know. runs into him like in a random yeah it's just and, it was so and he has a baby no, or is that before that was that was on the that show, was on the show. <laughs> yeah so but the thing about sex in the city is you love these characters and they were funny and it was like, they it were. was just so, it was so funny and like, I don't know, whatever. You fell in love with all these people. So this new show comes on and just like, just like that. I think I watched one episode and I couldn't get through it. <sighs> I, it is it so fucking so... bad. And they introduced these new characters because Samantha's not there, which by the way, you can really tell that Samantha's not there. She's the one she who was, really brought a lot of well, the she, comic relief of the show. She's my favorite out of all of Of course. Them. And so... Uh, it's definitely lacking with her, but then they bring in these other characters who I don't give a fuck about. I don't care about these women. I don't. I don't care about their story. It's. It's a lot of the complaints about the first season. It was like it was trying to be too woke. Like one of Charlotte's daughters want, wants to be not is non-binary. She wants to be called they them. It was a whole and Charlotte's got to deal with that. Oh, what's Charlotte up up oh, east side gonna? It's just like who fucking cares? Charlotte, uh, relax already. You're not yeah. doped out by Here's now. Here's the worst thing that happened in the first. I feel season. like she would be on so many pills by now. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the f- worst thing that happened in the first season is that Miranda left Steve for a a, 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 a person who's also non-binary and like great, sure, run away, but like crushed this guy. And everybody loves Steve. Everybody loves Steve. And he was I didn't fucking heartbroken. Heartbroken. Well, oh yeah, spoiler. Was everything for her. Yeah. And it was just, that makes like me it's sad. just bad. Because so, it was cute when they finally got together. Yeah. So she was always mean to him though. The first season was not good. And also Mr. Big dies. You knew that. Oh, I think I saw that one. Big dies. Where he's like in the, the, the first shower. Episode, yeah. yeah. It's not good. You know, and also like I, I can't <sighs> fucking do it. And then she's so, like not dealing with the funeral or yeah. something. So here we come with this second season. Oh and I'm God, like, the all right. Dra- Why do they have to kill him off? I, 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 like they can't split up again? Because they're probably like, shit, we can't I don't know, split but up like, again. When that finally aired or whatever, all that shit came out about that actor, Chris Noth, was yeah. like a major piece of sh- or north i don't know whatever north, north, north. North, north. yeah okay so season two comes out like i don't know this week i watched the first two episodes I, I didn't even get through the second episode it's so fucking bad and what kills me is we just had this conversation a few weeks ago just stop like after the first movie she marries big the ending is they got married Leave they had that it. beautiful breakfast with all their friends at a yeah. diner like 
Let them live happily ever after. Stop resurrecting these characters who it's now they're all like super wealthy and they don't have any struggles. We already thought that it was uh, a bullshit when she was living in that apartment. Yeah. And also like, and also now I've got, now I'm involved in the lives of these other people who I don't know and don't give a fuck about this. I, I, I can't, I can't do it. Stop it. You're killing me. And you're, what you're doing is you're killing my love for the show. You ruined the show. You have ruined it. Stop with the fucking, and and I didn't, the only reason I thought Aiden's going to show up, I'm going to see this sweet angel baby. I loved him. She fucked over that guy. I don't like what she did to Aiden, right? And I, and he didn't even show up yet. And I'm never going to see him show up because I'm not watching it anymore. Stop. And why is he going to show up? What they're going to get back, if they get back together. They're going to get back together. And then what? I'm already tired. Then he'll die in season three. Get the fuck out of here. Stop it. Leave it alone and stop making these shows. And I hate to say this because she did screw him over. She did. But I hate to say this too, but I'd rather see like there was, <laughs> oh God, I'm going to lose my feminist card right now. There was a group of like younger women walking by them. And I'm like, camera, follow them. I want to see what they're going to do. Who are they going to go fuck? Who are they going to go yes. mess with? Who are they going to go date? Yeah. That's what I want to see. I don't want to hear about Carrie and like, there's this beautiful man. She's like dating in the first episode or like, she's just sleeping with him on Thursdays and she's. She literally calls somebody for advice of what do you think I should do? And I'm like, that's she your job. Yeah, you were the advice columnist. Yeah. Why don't you sit down at the Mac and figure it the fuck out? Oh, <laughs> just the show makes no fucking sense. Okay, finally. Hey, Carrie Bradshaw, like buddy. last thing, last thing, last thing is that you sent me a TikTok and I wanted to talk about it. Oh, yes. Um, there is somebody on TikTok named Violet Tarantula. The Duchess. The Duchess. Yeah. And a fellow Florida person. Oh, God. And we sympathize. <laughs> yeah, we do. But um, I guess in the middle of June, something, this one post on Facebook started to become, um, what do they call it? Trending. Trending. Um, thank you. About to how to catch a predator. Or no, sorry. To catch a predator. The show. Yeah. The NBC show that used to be on. And how they're like, did you know this ended because blah, blah, blah. And so this person, I, I don't know their pronouns. So I just want to say that they, them. That's fine. They saw the post and they started to go down this rabbit hole. And what did they find? But our episode three, which is called like evil idiots, um, where I covered the, how yes. the show ended. So and good. I forgot how crazy that story is yeah and um, it is insane it's insane so she or they made this whole tiktok and they pointed out our episode and and i said to tina i said i'm gonna go look on our our uh, hosting site to see like how many times this has been downloaded it was downloaded like 30 times in one day yeah because i think it started trending people started searching for it and yeah <laughs> found that episode and listened to it which is crazy and then i was like oh god i wish it was a recent episode and not like when our audio was probably different oh, and who we cares? probably sounded oh, different please. i know that's who we still, were that's who still. we were it's our that moment in time <sighs> it's so good anyway but yeah go listen to it yes thank you and that episode is so good yeah there's so many you know thinking back to like the things that we covered i'm like dang i know we cover some good stuff why don't you let people know yeah tell people tell people what your favorite episode is yes oh my god my god that's one of my favorites so good so good so Hey, I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are BFYTW, a podcast all about playing games and having fun. Our games are usually based on British panel shows and game shows, but we'll play anything that captures our attention and imagination. Why? It's right there in the title. You'll never guess what the F stands for. 
Can I get to relax? Yes. Oh, oh don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look oh, at my, don't oh, look at my screen. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not looking, I'm not looking. Okay, today. Okay. I am covering. Okay. Former governor of New Jersey, James McGreevy. Do you know James? You know no. Oh, but my But it's gosh. New Jersey. It's Jersey. Jersey, baby. Is my hair big enough for Jersey yet? It is big enough for Jersey. <laughs> Where's Teresa? Where's shout Teresa? Out, shout out Jersey. Teresa and Joe Giudice. <laughs> yeah. Are those two even still married? No. Oh. Didn't he get shipped back to uh, Italy, I think? Probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, oh, he never can come back again? Uh, and I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. That's crazy. I know. Okay, so Jim McGreevy was born in Jersey City, New Jersey on August 6, 1957. And he oh. was from an Irish Catholic family. And he grew up in nearby Carteret, New Jersey. Uh, he attended St. Joseph Elementary School and St. Joseph High School. Um, he attended the Catholic University of America before graduating from Columbia University in 1978. He earned his Juris Doctor from the Georgetown University Law Center in 1981 and a master's degree in education from Harvard University in 1982. Nice. He also attended a summer diploma co- a program in law at the London School of Economics. Super educated. Wow. Also read that his dad was like a Marine drill sergeant. So, oh, okay. So, super strict house yeah he's i was, was right? going to say he had a lot of structure i'm yeah, sure yeah so prior to entering politics mcgreevy was an assistant prosecutor and executive director of the state parole board he uh taught ethics law and leadership at Keene university in union new jersey and he was a member of the new jersey general assembly representing the 19th legislative district from 1990 to 92 and then he became the mayor of woodbridge township in new jersey he was elected to mayor in 95 and 99 and then he was elected to the new jersey senate in 1993, which he simultaneously served as mayor during those four years, which oh. is kind of crazy, right? How do you do that? I don't know, but we've, I've, we've, we've said this that before. before. Yeah. So some places must maybe allow it. That's weird though. Maybe because it's the set, the legislative session so long and then you can come back and still do, or he could come back for the meetings, something, something. I don't know. That's weird. It is weird. Um, okay. I know you're going to know the story as soon as we get into it but McGreevy first ran for governor in 1997 but was defeated in a close race by the incumbent Republican Christine Todd Whitman McGreevy ran for the governorship again in 2001 and won 56 percent of the vote and after being elected he inherited a five billion dollar budget deficit wow big problems right billion yeah Jesus billion so during his always the Republicans that fuck shit up and then the Democrats yeah. got to come. He's a Democrat, I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Democrats come back in and they got to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like bitching. Yeah. And then they elect another Republican and then the, everything goes to shit again. True. It's such a fucking cycle. It's a, it's a fun. Bullshit. It's so much fun. Like a circus. <laughs> round and round we go. Round and round, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> round and round, baby. You spin me right round, baby. Right round like a record, baby. Right round, right round. So many people in my life with just songs just popping in their head. They start singing it. Tina's one of them. And God bless, there's a microphone always right in front of her when she does. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, my God. During his term, McGreevy raised uh, the tax on cigarettes and increased the state income tax for the wealthy. You know, trying to get rid of that yeah. $5 billion debt. Yeah. Jesus. So he was raised Roman Catholic, but maintained a pro-choice stance on abortion. And he stated as governor that he would not receive communion at public church services. Okay, good for you. Probably wasn't allowed to. I don't know if it was his 
his idea. Yeah, but. well, hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were probably like, you either have to be against uh, abortion or you don't get commute. You know, yeah. there's probably a threat somewhere. Yeah. St. Yeah. Joseph's. Among McGreevy's accomplishments were auto insurance reform, implementing a stem cell research plan for New Jersey, heavily lobbying for the state's first domestic partnership law for same-sex couples, and then signing that into law in 2004. Loving all of this. Although, oh, McGreevy's no. term was controversial with questions about the credentials of several of his appointees to pay to play and extortion scandals involving backers and key oh, New Jersey Democratic fund right, fundraisers, including businessman Charles Kushner. Oh no. So we all know Charles oh, Kushner. No. We covered him on one of my favorite yes. best ever episodes. I love this episode <sighs> of my podcast. It's episode 20. Wow. 20, uh, Tina. That's a wild. That's it's like called, Papa, Papa. It's called Papa and Baby Kush. <laughs> and if you search Papa and Baby Kush, it's the first thing that shows up oh on Google, God. which I fucking love. But Papa Tina did and Papa Kush. and I did Baby, right? Isn't that how we yeah. did it? Yeah. So, and uh, of course, Baby Kush is uh, Jared Kushner, who's married to ugh. Ivanka Trump. Ugh. But Charles Kushner, his dad, was in. Uh, but Chris he, Christie went after him, remember? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I remember that there was a, 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 a water some kind of like yeah. uh development deal yes. now i'm wondering if there's a he connection. got yeah he went to jail for a bunch of crazy yeah. things with money but he but but uh, one of them was was getting involved with this uh mcgreevy so a couple of the controversies uh first mcgreevy was criticized for appointing golan sippel as homeland security advisor because he lacked experience or qualifications for the position in addition sippel could not gain security approval from the federal government as he was israeli and not a u.s citizen McGreevy met him in Israel during a trip there in 2000. McGreevy brought up Sipple's name six weeks into his administration in a February 14th, 2002 interview with The Record uh, or their editorial board at, at its offices saying, quote, we will not skimp on security. We actually, by the way, this is, he got elected November 2001. So it's right after 9-11. Okay. Right. So right. that's why the security question was a big thing. Okay. So he said, quote, we will not skip on skimp on security. We actually brought on a security advisor from the Israeli Defense Forces, probably the best in the world, end quote. The interview prompted news investigation into Sippel's background. On February 21st, the record published a profile of Sippel calling him a, quote, sailor and a, quote, poet, end quote. The article stated. So what, what? He's just like. What are they, what are they hinting at? What do so you think they're hinting at? He's on a yacht. Fucking drinking. No. Just relaxing with his poetry, like no. not doing any work. So here's the, let me set the stage for you, okay? This is 2001. I know it's been 22 years, but this was still a time when you would hint at things in the paper. Oh, instead of actually okay? saying Right. Instead of actually saying it. You because he likes poetry. Code, you would say code words. Yeah. You would say things like that, you know, instead of actually saying like, here, here's what the, what it is. He's a sailor who likes poetry equals he's gay. That's the, My you know, God. that's what people read into. Well, that's how people read into it. The ar article stated, quote, Democrats close to the administration say McGreevy and Sipple have struck up a close friendship and frequently travel together. And oh, I see where this is going. This, this prompted McGreevy's own mother to confront him about his sexual <gasps> orientation. <laughs> but let McGreevy be McGreevy, man. I mean, come on. Various media organizations sent reporters to Israel to ask questions about Sippel and his background. In August 2002, God, like, like they could see it. They, they could tell there was a story. Yeah, right? but who cares? Like, I mean, they got a this billions of dollars debt. There's all this other stuff going on. Like, leave these two alone. So okay, what? is let he me married? Also, yes, but yes, he is married, uh, uh, McGreevy. But let me also remind you of this. This is also the time. 
when you had Anthony Weiner running around. Oh, Jesus. You had, what was the, what was the guy who was the uh, governor of uh, New York? Anthony the Wiener. bald guy with his socks that we covered oh, uh, with, the, with the escorts. <laughs> what was his name? It, I, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. fuck. I got to look it up because, yeah, that's fine. It's fine. New York. Uh, with escorts. his socks yeah socks, socks up to his knees escort socks elliot spitzer oh god spitzer so yeah. It's, yeah spitzer right it's a time of spitzer it's a time of wiener like all these people things were being opened up and like here's the story and they're like they, there's something here like you know it, yeah. that was of that time okay and he's married and he's married so and any why is he affair, hiring any, this guy yeah, he's not even american been, he can't yeah. get the credentials all right so in August 2002, at McGreevy's request, Sipple stepped down from his position as Homeland Security Advisor. Um, and so other uh, scandals were these, these payoffs and bribes or whatever. So David Diamano, a key McGreever a fundraiser, was ultimately sentenced to two years in prison for extorting $40,000 from a farmer named Mark Halper, a Middlesex County land, landowner cooperating with the investigators. In the 47-page indictment, there are repeated references to the involvement of, quote, state official one, uh, later revealed to be McGreevy. Ooh. In a conversation with Halper, McGreevy, so Halper's going along, right? He's cooperating. He's wearing a microphone. Oh, no. And in a conversation with Halper, McGreevy used the word Machiavelli, the code arranged by Diamano, intended to assure the farmer that his $40,000 campaign contribution would get him preferential treatment and dispute over his land. So that code word, the cops knew or whatever, yeah. FBI knew what that meant. And then McGreevy said it and it was like, well, fuck, now, now, now you're screwed. fucked. Now he's yeah. screwed. So McGreevy was also involved in facil facilitating ventures to profit Charles Kushner, a billionaire real estate developer who later went to jail for crimes related to his financial support for the governor and other political figures. Unbelievable. Yeah. And a report, Kushner reportedly introduced Sipple to McGreevy as an inducement to seal his loyalty. And um, wow. Also, so the I'm about to tell you what the scandal is. And recently, as like I read this article, I think it was Vanity Fair. Uh, it's in our notes, but it was June of 2022, last year. Now it's come out that it's possible that Kushner, like who was not happy with things happening with McGreevy, kind and of like dropped the dime on the, to the <gasps> media about what Sipple's relationship was to like wow. fuck, fuck over McGreevy. So, wow, what a jerk. Yeah, so let's get into the scandal. Um, so, so of course he lets Sipple go and Sipple's like, fuck you, I'm getting an attorney. And I'm going to file a lawsuit against you. So on the oh afternoon of Lord. August, on the afternoon of August 12th, 2004, faced with threats from Sipple's lawyer, Alan uh, Lowy, the Sipple would, uh, that Sipple would file a sexual harassment lawsuit <gasps> against him in Mercer County Court. McGreevy then held a press conference. And this is a very famous press conference. This is how I know you would know it. If you saw this wife standing, you know, it was time of the good wife, right? Oh, these the good poor wife women. is uh, supporting and standing oh, next to her husband. The cheating man. <laughs> I mean, just once I'd like them to say, I'm not fucking sure, but at a press yeah. conference, go fuck yourself. So at the pre press conference, he said, quote, at a point in every person's life, one has to look deeply into the mirror of one's soul and decide one's unique truth in the world, not as we may want to see it or hope to see it, but as it is. And so my truth is that I am a gay American, end quote. I mean, yeah. And, and this is also still the time, it's 2001, he grew up in a time where you couldn't come out and he's Irish Catholic. So there's a lot of things that, yeah, you know, and maybe his wife knew or, you know, who knows? Yeah, she didn't know. Oh, she didn't know. But also, you know, where's the press conference of like, oh, I didn't do this. No, he's like, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. Like, I can't like, what are you going to do? This is what it is. And that's it. I'm ready. And I mean, yes, he, again, we've talked about this before. He cheated on his wife. Shitty. Yeah. He's having an affair, whether it's a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. 
Who cares? Yeah. Now, if he's doing other shit with the money and the bribery and yeah. that stuff, well, then that. Yeah. That's a culpable. Offense. Yeah. That's that's as far as your, people off. Yeah. As far as your political yeah. leadership. I mean, I've had Jim McGreevy on my list for a long time and I haven't done it because I just felt like, well, what's the big deal? You know, he was gay and I still feel that way. I still do. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that he finally was able to come out. I, I feel sad that he had to live the life that he did. But when we cover people like this, we've covered uh, people who we find out later on they're gay and while they're in office, they're voting against gay rights. They're voting against yeah. gay uh, marriage. They're voting, you know, same-sex marriage. They're they're very uh, adamant about how gays are coming after your children. And then you find out later on that they're actually gay. That's not the case here. Yeah. So no. I always felt like, well, is it really controversial? I mean, I, I but the money thing is the what money pisses thing. me off. No, yeah. you can't. And you're involved with Kushner. I know. Come on. Bad, bad, bad news. Bad that's news. That's the bad news yeah. right there. Um, so he also said that he had quote, engaged in an adult consensual affair with another man and quote, and his aides, uh, in his office immediately named Sipple that that was the person Ooh. and that he would resign effective November 15th, 2004. So this happened in August, right? So he's so resigning it, because of the affair oh, yeah, or, because, or it, because it was someone that was part of the staff. Well, he's resigning because listen, at that time, is, you know, yeah, he, he's lied. What is he going to yeah. do? I mean, you know, and pro maybe to take the heat off of him for all of the money stuff yeah, that was coming yeah, out. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? That's true. So, but of course, this is, he says November, this is August. That's three more, three more months in office. But he's doing that for a reason, and we'll talk about that. So, McGreevy's announcement made him the first openly gay state governor in the United States history. The Star-Ledger won the 2005 Pulitzer Prize for breaking news reporting for its, quote, coverage of the resignation of New Jersey's governor after he announced he was gay and confessed to adultery with a male lover, end quote. <laughs> McGreevy's decision to delay the effective date of his resignation until after September 3rd, 2004, avoided a special election in November to replace the governor. Doing so allowed the Democratic Party to retain control of the governorship for the rest of uh of the four-year term so his term ended in january 2006 but if he were to leave in august and not november the republicans there'd have to be a special election and there was a good chance that a republican could win right and so he's like let's so, be strategic so about this delays it and then because of that like it's a regular yeah i'll tell you what happens okay so it avoided the prospect of a special election in tandem with the presidential election which could have resulted in a republican victory and helped george w bush capture new jersey electoral votes mm. also almost immediately after mcgreevy's announcement new jersey republicans and democrats alike called upon the governor not to wait until november and to resign immediately but he was like fuck that that's let's hold on a second let's be smart right right uh an editorial I'm glad somebody's thinking yeah an editorial Jesus. A <laughs> for the first party. time in his life he's clear he's clear <laughs> A Democrat's thinking. Yeah. Having a planning ahead. Wow. What a concept. What a concept. Oh my God. Um, so an editorial in the New York Times read, quote, Mr. McGreevy's strategy to delay resignation does not serve New Jersey's residents well. The state will be led by an embattled governor mired in personal and legal problems for three months, end quote. It does, doesn't happen. On September 15th, U.S. District Judge uh, Garrett E. Brown Jr. dismissed Afrin versus filed by Green Party lawyers Bruce Afrin and Carl J. Mayer, dismissing their claim that the postponement of McGreevy's resignation had left a vacancy, thereby violating New Jersey's residents' voting rights. Mm. But he's 
Mm-hmm. He's resigning months later. He didn't resign right. in August and then right. stayed there, you know? Right. Brown stated that McGreevy's, uh, McGreevy, quote, clearly intends to hold office until November 15th, 2004. The requirement of holding a special election does not arise. The rights of reg- registered voters are not being violated, end quote. So fellow Democrat and New Jersey Senate President Richard Cody took office upon McGreevy's resignation and served the remainder of his term until January 2006. So he does into November and then the Senate president comes in. That yeah. way you have a Democrat there for the yeah. final two years, which is what the point was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. At the time of McGreevy's resignation, the New Jersey state constitution stipulated that the Senate president retains that position while serving as acting governor. So he served in both positions. Intense public attention and political pressure directed to the issue of gubernatorial succession in the wake of McGreevy's resignation resulted in a 2006 amendment to the state constitution that created the post of lieutenant governor of New Jersey, which didn't exist prior until this. Wow. <laughs> They're like, wait, who's supposed to step yes, up? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's crazy that it yeah. was in the 2000s. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? That's nuts. So he wrote a memoir called The Confession in 2006. Oh. In The Confession, McGreevy describes the duality of his life before he came out as gay. He said, quote, as glorious and meaningful as it would have been to have a loving and sound sexual experience with another man, I knew I'd have to undo my happiness step by step as I began chasing my dream of a public career and the kind of acceptable life that went with it. So instead, I settled for the detached anonymity of bookstores and rest stops, a compromise, but one that was wholly unfulfilling and morally unsatisfactory. End wow. Wow. And also it sucks that we even had a time when you can't you can't be just, openly gay yeah. and run for office, you know? I mean, what a different time even just 20 years makes, you know? Yeah. Um. So, you know, he's super religious. And obviously now that he's out, He's not going back to the Catholic church. Like that's not right. going to be acceptable. So he becomes Episcopalian and he was, he went back to school. He go, become, goes, he gets accepted to the general theological seminary from which he received the degree of master of divinity, uh, wow. a prerequisite, prerequisite to become an Episcopal priest. So like his faith was really, really important yeah. to him. Um, which it is for a lot of people in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. You know, when you're raised in this belief and this understanding, it's hard to let that go um especially when it means so much to you and it clearly was a big part of his life you know in 2009 McGreevy told the New York Times that he volunteered for Exodus Ministries where he performed service for to former prison prisoners seeking real rehabilitation at the Church of Living Hope in Harlem New York on November 16 2009 WCBS TV reported that McGreevy was continuing his training at All Saints Episcopal Church wow. in Hoboken uh, an April 2011 report indicated that McGreevy's bid for ordination had been rejected so he wasn't able to become Episcopal pre- priest, well, yeah. But still, he can serve in some yeah. other way. Yeah. He worked at Integrity House at the Hudson County Correctional Facility with women inmates uh, with a history of drug use. So in June to July 2013, McGreevy was appointed executive director of New Jersey's, I'm sorry, Jersey City's Employment and Training Program. Oh. The program which provides re-entry coaching for those released from prison, along with other services such as job opportunities and training and substance abuse rehabilitation. Jersey City Mayor Stephen Fulop. Uh, felt as though McGreevy was a valuable asset to have in that position relating to his 10 years, 10 plus years working in the government. Um, so a little bit about his personal life. McGreevy uh, separated from his wife. He was, it was his second marriage to Dina Matos, whom that's who was standing next to him at the press conference. And they share a daughter together. And after he revealed that he was gay, um, they separated. And then he, in late 2005, entered into a relationship with uh, Australian-American executive Mark O'Donnell. And they're still together today. They live Aww. in Plainfield, New Jersey. Uh, in her memoirs, 
Dina Matos wrote that she would have never married McGreevy if she had known he was a homosexual, nor would she have chosen to have a homosexual man father her child. You, uh, this is who he's married to? Jesus. Yeah. By the way, that's the press conference where I have Jesus. the picture. It's like a really famous picture where she's just looking at him like side-eyed <laughs> during the press conference. Jesus. Yeah. He could, God, dude, he could have found a, a chick that was a little more, you, you know, know, understanding. Yeah. Wow. What are you going to do? I know. So, God, uh, imagine what he had to listen to. You know, I know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, or yeah. shit that she may be It was saying. a contentious divorce. I had stuff in there about the divorce, but it's not necessary. But yeah. anyway, it got messy. He wanted child, he wanted the, he wanted her and he wanted child support. He wanted the daughter and that didn't happen. They got like, excuse me, joint custody, but well, still. That's and he wanted like alimony from her. She wanted money from him. It was like, a me- it was a mess. Um, and, and she's probably super embarrassed, which I understand, but also like, you know, wouldn't you rather your husband tell you what's up yeah. and let him go live his life yeah. and then everybody, you can go find someone who actually is into the fajet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can yeah. give you what you need, honey. Cause you know, that shit ain't fucking happening. No. That wasn't happening. No. Get yours, girl. Yes. Get your groove back, bitch. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, in October 2015, McGreevy moved from Plainfield to Jersey City, sparking rumors that he might run for mayor. Oh. And he denied the rumors, but as of the beginning of 2023, he had not made any further bid for elected office. However, with current mayor Stephen Fulop retiring to run for governor, McGreevy's name was floated among potential candidates to succeed him, with Union City Mayor and State Senator Brian P. Stack in endorsing his potential bid and actually read an article this week from the New York Post that said that he's considering running oh, for mayor. Then of the he's going to run. Considering yeah. means he's running. Come so on. he's back in it, which kind of makes and, me super happy because he, he never, seems to like being a public servant. Yeah. You know? And he did a lot of work. Yeah. But he never got in trouble for the Machiavelli. I think all that stuff went away. It all went away. All right. Well, like now he's out of office. So, yep. I mean, and it's probably there's he's not going to get in trouble for it now because all these years past. Kushner took the to Kushner. Yeah. Kushner ended up going to jail for that. Yeah. Ooh. Chris Christie, remember? Chris Christie went after him Chris hard. Chris Christie, who's now running for president? He's now running for president. <laughs> Jesus, so good. All these people running for office uh, and, and Democrats. <laughs> are, it's a big mess. It's a mess. Get me out. Get it's me a mess. Out. I know. Get me out. All right. So, well, that's it. That's um, it. We're going to go collect petitions later today. Yes. To get reproductive rights on the ballot. So, you know, that's good. Good stuff. That's good stuff. Hopefully Florida does the right thing. I'm very nervous though. Like once it gets on the ballot and, you know, overwhelmingly people are going to vote for it. And then what loophole is this governor going to find to, you know, yeah, no, they've already come up. You know that they're already know that we know they're going to do something. Yeah. So it's so. a lot of work in, in it, and you know. But at least, again, it gets it on the record that X hundreds of thousands of people uh, more uh, voted or, or want what's right for women. Yeah, it's, if, we, it's, if we only lived in a state where that actually fucking mattered, right? If yeah. we actually lived in a state where the voter's voice meant something, then maybe it would do some good. It better. And that's the thing too. Like we get this to, is we our last such, chance. What we, else do we have? We have such a bad reputation in Florida and people don't realize the Jerry, when people are like, oh, well, you voted for him. And it's like, well, no, there's a lot of people that didn't vote for him. And there's gerrymandering. There's restrictions, the, 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 the restrictions putting on vote that, that DeSantis has put on voting and the ability to access voting. Like it's all of these roadblocks that are put in the way. Mm-hmm. And so the everyday average Floridian Maybe 
in certain parts of Florida love this guy, but like where it's actual like cities, you know, like the southern part of the state, mid to southern part of the state, like they don't like him. Yeah. So it sucks being lumped up with like these these assholes. What are you gonna do? But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. God damn it. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. All right, bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.